Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, and today we are talking about a new movie, um, one that came out a little over a week ago, and I, I watched it last week, like when it debuted, because I was excited about it, and that is Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, the new movie exclusively on Disney Plus right now, um, streaming, and it, it it took me a while to record the show because, well, one, it was the last week of school, and then Sterling had strep, so he missed like half of the last week, and well, lots of stuff going on. But I also needed time to unpack this movie, to think about it. Like, was it good? Was it bad? Did I like it? Did I hate it? Uh, and we're going to get into all that, I guess, is the best way to say that. You know, normally, I'll see a movie, I try and sleep on it, and then record, you know, like with Doctor Strange, or most of the Marvel DC movies and stuff, but... This one, every time I thought about it, I flip-flopped. I was like, well, I liked this part, but uh, not so much that part. Well, this part was was bad, but, oh, this part was pretty funny. So, this movie, without getting into spoilers, if you're in your 30s, watch it. If you're not in your 30s, yeah, maybe watch it. I don't know. You, you might like it, you might not. This movie plays a whole lot on nostalgia and... The, you know, which is a big thing that we're seeing. And one argument I kept having myself, is this nostalgia just for the sake of nostalgia? Or is this, you know, like just fan service? Or is this nostalgia for like, hey, we want to honor these cartoons and we want to talk about them and just keep their memories alive? And I, I don't know. So I went back and I watched some of the old episodes of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Let's let's look at the history of that first, so we know where we started. So Chippendale Rescue Rangers ran for three seasons for sixty-five episodes. Now, in the movie, they say that they stopped making the show because um, Chip or Dale, sorry, went on to be in another show. But really, the show was never made to continue. It was made to hit sixty-five episodes, which is all you need for syndication at the time. And that way they could just make it, sell it, and be done with it. Which is which is sad, because it was a good show. Now, going back and re-watching it, I think it still holds up pretty well. My six-year-old, you know, he, he could take it or leave it. Same with the movie. He, he could take it or leave it. But the, the show itself, you know, when it debuted back in 1989, it, it was part of that um, late 80s, early 90s, Disney Sons, Disney Renaissance, whatever you want to call it. You know, they were just kicking butt. On the big screen, you had stuff like The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Um, I put her, I love Hercules. You know, some people don't put Hercules in with all of that, but I do. Um, and, and even Mulan, to an extent, uh, I don't know. They're all good. All the films, uh, except maybe Rescuers Down Under, which we'll get to in a second. And then on the small screen, they just hit it out of the park with DuckTales. I mean, you always have to say that, right? And they wanted to keep the money train going. So they came up with some other ideas. There was going to be three other shows that went with DuckTales. You had Rescue Rangers, you had Tailspin, and you had Double O Duck, which would become Darkwing Duck. Uh, but the Double O Duck is going to be something we're going to hit on a few times today. Well, when Rescue Rangers started... It was just going to be a spinoff of The Rescuers. You know, the the Disney movie 
with Bob Newhart and um, Ava Gabor from the 70s that is okay. It's not like the best Disney, but it was about par for the course of that time. But since they were making, they were planning the, the sequel, The Rescuers Down Under, which came out in 1990, they were like, hey, you know, you can't, you can't do that. We're using these characters. Now they're not like, Warner Brothers is the only one that does that now, but so they wanted to keep it separate, but there's, so they, they retooled it and the main character was going to be a mouse named Kit Colby and there was going to be a chameleon and kind of gadget and kind of Monterey Jack, blah, blah, blah. And when they went to go pitch it to Disney, Michael Eisner was like, just use Chip and Dale. You know, we're not letting you use the rescuers, but use Chip and Dale. That way you have a name because Scrooge McDuck is an old Disney name. And then, you know, Tailspin, they're using the Jungle Book characters. So use use these characters. That way it has a little more weight and a little more history to it. So I guess you could even argue, oh, man, this is what happens when you record in real time, that the show itself was kind of a homage to nostalgia, you know, but updating these characters and bringing them into that modern age. Um, I don't know. That's something to think about. So it went on. It got made. Everybody loves it. It ended way too short. You know, some shows, I'll say they're welcome and they get bad as it goes on. Looking at you, X-Men. But this show left on top, pulled it justified, and people miss it. And that's kind of where we are in the movie. So, in the film, it's modern times. You know, it's been 30 years since Rescue Rangers came on. And Chippendale are trying to get their own, you know, they're, they're living their lives. Chip is an insurance salesman and wants, like, nothing to do with anybody else. And Dale is trying to be hip and cool and go, he's like a guest at comic conventions and all this stuff. And he's had CGI surgery to try and make him, you know, more marketable. Um, as we see, but we learned, like I said, we learned that he was originally leaving Chippendale Rescue Rangers and he was going on to do a show called Double O Dale, which is kind of a take on Double O Duck. And funny enough, in the new DuckTales, the Rescue Rangers have a, a little cameo in an episode called Double O Duck. So that Double O Duck, Double O Dale comes through a lot. The TV show didn't take off. Everybody kind of went their separate ways, and that's it. Then, as as they're going on, uh, both Chip and Dale get a call from Monterey Jack. He's who's voiced by Eric Bana, and honestly, I thought it was either Peter Cullen or Jim Cummings because it sounds like the original one so much, but they got it. Australian guy to do it, so I guess that, that works. I do love Eric Bana, though. So, he shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm in debt to this gang, you gotta help me out, blah, blah. Well, then he gets kidnapped, and he disappears, and even though Chip is reluctant, they decide to help the cops um, and try and track him down. And you have the always amazing J.K. Simmons, who's Captain Putty. Uh, he's the police captain and he's working this case he's he's uh, he's putty you know kind of like uh something from the gumby verse and then you also have kiki lane as ellie steckler 
who is the new kid on the block. You know, she's young enough that she grew up watching Rescue Rangers and was a fan and everything. And so they all kind of go and they're doing their thing and they realize that there's this underground tune abduction people like this mob that, you know, they give you loans and if you can't pay them, they take you, they bootleg you, they change the way you look just enough that way copyrights don't hit them and they make you star in really bad movies that are ripoffs of your original property, which... I think it's kind of funny, you know, because we see a lot of that. And they they find out the guy who's in charge. Um, his name is Big Pete. And I thought it was going to be Pete from, like, Goof Troop. And, you know, that, that Pete. And it fought Mickey a lot. It's Peter Pan. And this part, uh, or Sweet Pete, that's his name, Sweet Pete. There's an interesting thing there. So, if you don't know a lot about the history of, of Peter Pan, Bobby Driscoll, you didn't know you are going to get like extra history on this one. Bobby Driscoll was a child actor. And much like Peter Pan was a child actor. So, so this is about like Peter Pan grows up and gets fat in the beard, and he can't get roles anymore, so he goes to the sewage company, but it's a cover for, you know, the, a mob setup. Uh, but Bobby Driscoll, he was in Song of the South, which most people haven't heard or ever will see or watch or anything. Uh, that's a discussion for another time. But he was also in, like, he was Jim Hawkins in Treasure Island and a few things. He was the voice of Peter Pan when the the movie came out. Now, which would have been 53. So, Bobby Driscoll was actually found like, dead uh, in a abandoned building when he was just 30 years old. He was like 20, yeah, 31. And it was one of the first times we really saw like the toll that celebrity takes on a child actor so I thought it was an interesting choice to use Peter Pan uh, and again I don't know if it's a slight or an homage or an insensitivity that's not my call I just saw it as like a okay so anyway he he gets all the tunes and he's doing all this stuff um, he's got these henchmen who there's there's one that's voiced by Seth Rogen He's a dwarf that it's kind of like the like from Beowulf and stuff. Um, and then he also has this bear that I thought was based on the Golden Compass bears. But doing research, they said it's kind of the Coca-Cola bears. The way, I mean, I guess that's what they say. So I guess that's what it is. But it... I, I said, I thought it was from the Golden Compass. But anyway, so they go through and they're doing all this. Um, and while Dale's trying to, like, make a name for himself, you know, he's he's trying to save his friend. He's trying to get the Rescue Rangers back together for a reboot. He's trying to do all of this, you know. And when he sees Peter Pan, he realizes, like, oh, man, like, this is what I could be. I don't want to be, like, this washed-up actor. And Dale, Dale's just super concerned. Where's 
Chip's just like, I just want to live my life. Just let me be me. Well, and they go on, um, and they figure out where Monty is, blah, blah, everything goes on. And at one point, they think that Ellie Steckler is the double agent because just things just aren't working out for them, and somebody's tipping off Pete to where they're going to be. And I kind of thought it was, too, and I kind of hoped it would be. But spoilers... Well, we're talking spoilers, by the way. Ends up being J.K. Simmons, the police captain. And they even say in the movie, like, multiple times, what's the obvious answer? Well, yeah, it's too obvious. Of course it's going to be him. That's, you know, the corrupt police chief. It's always him. Well, and it was. I didn't so much have a problem with that. You know, once once the reveal happened, I was like, okay. You know, at the end of the day, this is probably a kid's show. But, it, you know, whatever. So they, they go on, and with the help of some of Dale's con friends, like convention friends, I guess I shouldn't say con since we're talking about villains, convention friends, blah, 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 they save the day. There's a lot, there is a lot more, but also not a lot more that goes into the plot. The plot's not super there. But his friends from the convention are really cool. They have Ugly Sonic from the test version of Sonic the Hedgehog, I'm sure we all remember, with his weird human-y teeth and stuff. Uh, we actually started watching Sonic 2 today. It's on Paramount Plus, so... Sorry. But he's there, and he's kind of weird. And then Tigra is there, which she's kind of the Tigra from Avengers United They Stand, but I also think it's uh, a push because Tigra was supposed to have a show on Hulu back... Oh, actually, really not that long ago. It was, uh, I mean, it was, it was on Hulu, so it was after Disney bought Marvel. But that's what it was. It's when Disney bought Fox that it it got scrapped. It was going to be her and Dazzler. So, like, Howard the Duck was going to have one also. And, but, uh, so in my mind, headcanon, she's from that. Because we're looking at these failed actors. Also, uh, Mier from Beauty and the Beast, the candlestick. He's there. Baloo from the Jungle Book, it's not Bill Murray, and in going as far away from Bill Murray as you can, it's Stephen Curtis Chapman, uh, but, you know, it's also the blue from Tailspin, you know, it's, it's the same blue in all of these. Um, oh, I should mention that Will Arnett is Sweet Pete, Peter Pan, and, I mean, it's Will Arnett, but he, he does a really great job. Like, he's not just doing, like, his Batman, Lego Batman voice or his Lego Masters voice. Um, I don't know. It was it was enough that I was like, wait, is that Will Arnett? Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, cool. Um, we also see, like, He-Man and Skeletor. We see Paula Abdul. Uh, who else is there? Flounder. Flounder was, like, one of the first ones to get kidnapped that we saw. Roger Rabbit makes an appearance, even. And uh, the Transformers, My Little Pony... Butthead from Beavis and Butthead, McGruff, Randy Marsh from South Park. There, there's a lot. Even Big Mouth people make an appearance. But let's circle back to that Roger Rabbit thing. This film has gotten a lot of comparisons to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And in my mind, it's not a spiritual uh, success. I mean, maybe like a sequel spiritual sequel now if you're like well those are the same thing no they in my mind they're not a spiritual successor is like hey yeah it's like um 
Dark Souls and Lost Souls, whatever that other game, you know, like they have a different name, but it's the same, same game. Whereas the spiritual sequel is like, okay, well, like the Orville to Star Trek The Next Generation. Like, hey, it's in the, it, it is, but it's not this. This movie is not as good as Roger Rabbit. This movie has way more, I mean, way more fan service. When Roger Rabbit came out, you know, yes, it was cool to see Mickey and Bugs and Donald and Naffy and do stuff. But this one, there, there's a moment that it hits me, and that's when, like, this is not Roger Rabbit. This is, I don't know what this is. And that's when there there's this big scene at a convention, and Seth Rogen's Viking is chasing Chippendale uh, over the high-rise stuff, the, the planks and all that stuff. Um... What's that stuff called? Not the awning. I don't know. You know what it is. Lattices. I don't know. And he falls. And Pumbaa from The Lion King walks up and like makes fun of the way he looks. He's like, you're cold, dead eyes. And that's voiced by Seth Rogen. And while he's sitting there, Mantis from Kung Fu Panda shows up and makes fun of him. Who is also voiced by Seth Rogen. And Bob from Monsters and Aliens, Monsters vs. Aliens, shows up again. Seth Rogen and makes fun of him and they all do their <laughs> laugh. And at that point I was like, you know, that Joe, why, uh, you know, why do we have that in there? Um, I also have a soapbox about celebrities being voice actors, but that's for another time. And when that happened, this was, this is toward the end of the movie, like right before the big final confrontation and big fight, I was like, you know, Am I enjoying this movie just because of all these cameos and playing on my childhood? Or am I enjoying it because it's good? Or because I want another Roger Rabbit? You know, what do I want? I, I didn't know. I Like I said, I've been thinking about it. So I, I'm looking at all these different aspects of it. You know, where it came from. The old Rescue Rangers. I'm looking at the plot of this movie, which is, like I said, oh, you could, my six-year-old could write something about like that I mean obviously not as expanse uh, and detailed but kind of like the same thing and uh, yeah in these characters you know your voice acting is great so I was like well who else was involved in this who else is behind the camera was directed by uh, Akiva Schaefer who is from the Lonely Island that's where where you know him from and although he's directed some, some, you know, he directed Hot Rod and The Watch, the Lego movie. Of course, he did Pop Star um, and now Chippendale. But he's been a writer on a few things like Extreme Movie and produced um, Palm Springs. And dude's got a, a pretty solid lineup behind him. So I was like, okay, I, I'm all right with that. And then it was written by Dan Greger and Doug Mand, who, um, I couldn't find a whole lot about, so I, you know, we're, we're kind of one for one, or one for two there, and that's the movie, like, it's a Lonely Island joke, um, oops, noises, sorry, and, but, but is it a good movie, that's why you're here, sorry, I'm still reeling from my giant revelation about how the original one was kind of nostalgic fan service. Like I said at the top of the show, if you're in your 30s, 
you need to watch this movie because you will enjoy the cameos and stuff. You watch it with your kids, um, if you have kids, while you're, you know, sure they'll they'll kind of enjoy it. They'll they'll laugh at some of the people that pop up and things. And like I said, the plot's pretty easy for them to follow. Uh, no really like scary moments or or anything like that. They can they can handle it all. Uh, older people, I, I don't know. I don't have any frame of work for that. I'm sorry. Um, it's not like I sat my dad down. I was like, hey, dad, watch this show. It's, this is the best way I can describe it. If I had gone to the theaters, if I paid, you know, for, for my family to go see it, so 40 bucks, whatever, plus popcorn. So, like, if I'm 80 bucks in on this movie, I probably would have been a little upset. But sitting at home, watching it, you know, while we eat dinner, uh, for quote unquote free on Disney Plus, I enjoyed it. It's good. So I guess I guess that's the thing. Like, watch on Disney Plus. You're already paying for it. What is it gonna hurt? It it'll be good. And you may you mean you're gonna laugh and chuckle a few times, but I'm curious like what cameos you're gonna pick up on. Because uh, I missed a couple that when I was researching, I was like, oh, uh, they were in there. I forgot about that. I'd be, yeah, I'm curious, like, what your favorite cameo in the movie is. Let me know. Let me know in the comments below here. And let me know if you like the movie. Uh, you can drop them here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. Um, if you're listening to this on first run, I'm going to be at Fan Expo in, in, oh, my gosh, like two weeks. Woohoo! I'm excited. Uh, or three weeks math yeah three weeks and look for me there come say hi i'll be wearing my night nerd shirts every day it's a different shirt every day so don't worry uh come say hi i'd love to meet you but everybody else thank you so much for listening again my name is lance and we will see you next time